Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is Brian Sittler. Hello, hello. Hello. Hola. Man, stuff was getting Aloha. good today. Al- um, Aloha uh, co- and hello. Greetings. Aloha and hello. Yes. Uh, al- al- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. This is a... This is was one of those episodes. This this there's so much that happens in this episode. This week we are yeah. checking out episode eight of season three, uh, the merger, with the bringing together the of weaver. Scranton and uh, Stanford branches of Dunder Mifflin. The weaving. He's a weaver. He's the weaver. Yeah. The, Hicks, Hicks would say. Uh, oh, and and back with us to talk about that episode, a friend of the show, Josh Boltz. We, we couldn't keep him away. No, Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, glad to have you back. So happy Thank you're you. here. Good to be here as always. And uh, you came last minute this week because uh, another guest who we shall not name, Adam Benson, could not make it at the last minute. Who? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, could have been anyone. Oh, okay. But uh, so thank you very much for for subbing yeah. in again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely happy to do it anytime. Because we uh, we are breaking our, our our promise, which was that you were going to be our our Shroot Farms expert. Yes. Yeah, you're going beyond above and beyond for now. But, well. Well, you know, Shroot Farms isn't my only area of expertise. <laughs> exactly. On the office. And we do get a lot of Dwight this episode. We do. Even if we don't get... And we, we get do. we get Dwight in a situation we haven't seen in a while, which is a new challenge that has him very much uncomfortable. A threatened Dwight. Yeah. On the defensive. Who knew that was possible? Yeah. It only happens when somebody else will actually come in and kiss Michael Scott's ass even more than him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> He didn't think that was possible. Yeah, that's how you know it's serious. And and we really are getting the 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 come to fruition of what we've learned about Andy Bernard so far. Yes, oh, it's fruition. Yeah. That one's been interesting. Yeah, um, I actually made a note. Uh, this was kind of the point in the series where you know Andy was still kind of the villain. Yeah, a oh. little bit. Like he he could still play the villainous role. He wasn't. He kind of hadn't earned that lovable goof status that he mm-hmm. attained in later seasons. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, in this one he's still very much. Yeah. And, and they are setting him up very specifically to be Dwight's foil, you right. know? And, and because, sure, for the last couple episodes, we have had a situation where we are seeing Andy as almost a Stanford Dwight. He, he is True. sort of that kind of character in relation to Jim. So now, True. of course, there's going to be the what happens when these two meet. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if, if they did not, in the advertising for this episode, do something like, and Dwight meets Andy, <laughs> what's going to happen next? I'm sure they probably did. If they I didn't, mean, someone deserves to be They missed yeah. out. Smacked. They missed out on yeah. the Somebody better have lost their job for that blunder. Yeah, exactly. It's right there, waiting for them, and they, what did they do? And I mean, even at the very end, when we saw that scene right before the credits, where they're still, they're just at this point mm. bickering. Dwight's calling him idiot, you know? I mean, it's... That scene's so... Hate that scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's just it's so petty. It's annoying. Yeah, <laughs> but the ending's pretty good. Yeah, so it's just we'll so go straight cringy. to the ending at the beginning of this podcast. I love it. We're gonna memento this shit, guys. Fucking yeah. <laughs> well, and this episode had a lot of scenes that weren't necessarily furthering any of the plot lines, but were just there to sort of um, just show you what the happenings of the office. It's yeah, go ahead. oh well, it's you know, it's like you said. Uh, Andy had basically been the Stamford Dwight foil. Yeah. And, you know, because really the three main players in that are Pam, Jim, and Dwight. Yeah, sure. And so then you have Karen, who's 
Stanford Pam. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically the two Stanford versions, or the two the two versions of each character, rather, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. are meeting each other for the first time. Exactly. And everybody's like, ooh, how is this going to go? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with Dwight and Andy, it was pretty much par for the course. You knew how they were going to interact with each other. Yeah. They, they weren't going to be best friends. No. Yeah. But, uh, and then Karen and, you know, her initial meeting with Pam is their, you know, not not that they know really about each other yet, like they don't know their history with the other one, but they start out very cordial, and it's... Exactly. They could become friends if it wasn't for the fact that they're going to both like the same guy. Exactly. So... Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the point, too, because this was an interesting point for me watching through the first time, because, of course... I was sad to see this Jim and Pam difficulty, but I liked Karen. Yes. And yeah. I didn't hate the idea of Jim with Karen. Yeah. I, I, I think we talked about this, not to call back stories from a previous podcast, but I <laughs> think, <laughs> I think uh, you know, what I said last time was, you know, I loved Karen. I, yeah. I still contend to this day that if Rashida Jones had not gotten on Parks and Recreation mm-hmm. and she had stayed on the office, they could have made it work. Oh, I absolutely. They could have made it work yeah. easy. There's some interesting stuff coming out of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there could have been a lot of good storylines. Uh, she, she was great. She was funny. I would have loved to yeah. get her. And, and even there for a point when, you know, the feelings were out in the open where, you know, uh, at this point Pam was aware that Jim and Karen were dating and Karen mm-hmm. had been made aware of the uh, history with Jim and Pam. And <laughs> uh, on the Christmas episode, at least, they were really, you know, oh, chummy yeah. with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the fun part to see Jim squirm because of that, eventually. Mm-hmm. But that could have been a good ongoing thing, too. I would have been more than happy to see Karen and Pam Friendly in season four or beyond, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, even they could have had an awkwardness in the beginning if Jim and Pam got back together, but then right. they all become friends. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then who knows? Maybe there's a season five. There's a, oh no, does Karen still have feelings subplot? I mean, there's. They could have had more, it could have had some more conflict with. Pam and Jim. And with all perhaps. sympathetic characters. So it would have been right. something the audience would have been on board with. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You feel conflicted because for those of us who like Pim, uh, Pim, uh, Pam and Karen, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a, kind of a difficult thing to watch, but it's intriguing. Ditto. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's, heck, yeah. I'm, it, Archie had... to hate one person and like it for another person and just see it, that dynamic. Yeah. But to actually like both of them... Mm-hmm. It reminds me of so. Archie with Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. You know, the old uh, Archie comics. Yeah. Like, he always had the choice of either the, the, the blonde, sweet girl next door or mm-hmm. the the rich and pampered uh, 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 dark-haired girl from the fancy family. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, decisions, decisions. Yeah. And is, now, this, is this turning into a Riverdale podcast? It is. It now? is. Well, we okay. talk, did we talk about, was that was a, Many Loves Adobie Gillis that we talked about uh, last week or the uh, week before? Or? I don't remember. I don't recall Adobe Gillis being in our was conversation. that opinions like a-holes? I, I, get, I, get, the, I get these yeah, podcasts I, confused I sometimes. I think I remember the yeah. Adobe Gillis reference if yeah. you've done it. We did. Uh, we did, of course, talk about how uh, you, uh, how we pointed out how Gary Glitter. Oh is yes. Also now a, a general. Yeah. Uh, Thank, uh, you. Thank you for. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was um, <laughs> gla- glazed over that on. That our was episode. A fu- that, was that a... whole episode was problematic, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any problematic references in this one. No. No. No yeah. stars no, who've proven no themselves fallen. unworthy of attention. <laughs> yeah. no. no fallen heroes. Yeah. yeah. We've done the research. We don't think we've run across any. Uh, yeah. Newly discovered to be not so yeah. great people. But uh, speaking of running, mm-hmm. see what I did there. Oh, that was good. Running, was good. Six let's, let's, let's bring it. Let's bring it back to the, the beginning, beginning of the episode. And that's a scene that wasn't needed. It didn't further the plot, but no, it was so no. good. So good. Oh, but it furthered the enjoyment that much more uh, because anytime we get Dwight running, 
And I think the last time we saw him running was in the initiation, your episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But w- it's the best. Well, and I love the she's really sort of bullying. Yeah. That's the toughest Pam we've seen in a minute. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. why, like, it's, like, it's I, just I, tough enough. The yeah. way she says, ready, set, go, makes him yeah. run. No, the way she when he asks her, like, and you'll time us to compare the times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like she's look she's not even looking at him, she's just looking down. Looking at the thermometer. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to make a beeping sound, basically. That'll sound like <laughs> that will sound like a uh, go. Yeah. Am oh, I absolutely. being mean? <laughs> I have no intention of timing him. This isn't even a stopwatch. <laughs> I mean it, it it's the most vicious prank she's done on him so far. Yeah. She shows it to the camera actually. This is a thermometer. Yeah, it's a <laughs> like, digital thermometer. Like, yep, that's a digital it's thermometer. Totally that's unmistakably yeah. a digital thermometer. And to think that he didn't realize while she was holding even covering up the the part that goes under your tongue, you know, she still had the little that little LCD screen. We know what that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, that was so <laughs> was I love that part. and she's just like I mean, he does make my job really hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he was going to... Um, he wanted to put yeah, meters on, meter the on the bathroom, bathroom stalls, stalls uh-huh. to bring in money And the yeah, that That's the other thing, too. Like, I didn't quite... Wait, so they have to pay for it? To like, use it? Yeah, to like... To use mm-hmm. it? It's not, I, that's, what yeah. I, that's what I thought Meters is a bit of a broad term. So it I'm, is. I'm like, curious is this to see like, the construction of this. What is this measuring? <laughs> this, this meter? <laughs> do you pay to get in? Do you pay for TP? And you know Dwight would also like set an unreasonably short time limit on it and then make some excuse like uh-huh. in the, sh- the Schrute family, we... Right. You know, something about being able to piss Ooh, yeah. within like... We can urinate seven seconds. seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Faster. Yeah. Man. Eight and a half seconds. <laughs> that we gotta we gotta find those uh, deleted scenes. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude. I really hope so. You're really hope probably not too far off there, but uh, <laughs> and right. but but even before that, mm-hmm. there was it opened in Stanford. Stanford. I yeah. think this Stanford. may have actually been the longest cold. Oh, I don't, I don't know if it I can be. say yeah. in, the, in the show's entirety. Yeah. No, yeah. But I'm fairly certain up until this point in the series, this was the longest cold open. Right? Definitely, I believe it. Yeah. First cold open in two locations. Yeah, well, no, because we do have the not? facts. Because we do oh, see Jim in Stanford that's and right, that's right. Dwight in, in Scranton. But they're not that's two right. separate. This is actually two separate instances. Yeah, true. Going yeah, yeah on. exactly. So two separate instances. Yeah. Really that one is connected where it's going yeah. from one to the other. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good, it's a goodbye to Stanford. Yeah. To, I, th- I like that. I like how they ended it with, with Andy stealing Josh's computer. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite Andy moment of this whole episode, yeah. I think. <laughs> what? Is, is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that totally that, works. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, is that Josh's computer? And, and, and Filipelli does it perfectly too. Mm-hmm. But that in his little oh, so the branch is closing. What can I do? I know. I'll make little hats with tombstones on them mm-hmm. for the everybody R.I.P. else. Stanford. And also, you know, it doesn't really matter since I have a job and I'm going to Scranton. Yeah. So I love it how they they, they just go right straight to. The, yeah, right straight to the, uh, uh, the the hats in the garage, the the garbage. Yeah. Oh well, and, and and that's the whole thing is is we we see a lot in a little bit of time there, and and they really do, and they cram a lot in this episode. I mean, just between the Twi- plots, the yeah. uh, um between the plots that are going on, and all those little moments too. Like even with mm-hmm. the idea of Jim getting back into Scranton, mm-hmm. he's uh there's that scene with Toby, uh where he's saying hello, and Toby's doing the um oh god the fist bump. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a, such a great scene to oh. see Toby apologizing for that and stuff. <laughs> By the end of it, he's apologizing. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's a, it's a it's a downward spiral of patheticness in that scene for Toby. It's it's really something else that. Well, and, and they're really establishing that whole idea that he is a uh, uh, you know a. Uh, just kind of a sad sack. Sad sack, exactly. You know, he's that, that, a that he's just, sad sack. just sort of a loser. Nothing ever goes right for him. Jim is kind of a little teensy weensy bit of a dick to him. I will say, like, oh, is that a new thing? You're yeah. Doing? Like, it's kind he, of, it's he plays it off douche. innocent, but it's sort of a innocent, dick thing to say. It's it, yeah, it's clever. It is kind of a dick thing to say. Yeah. And and, and uh, unfortunately, Toby has to deal with the repercussions of it by the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, what, Toby, and we get some good stuff from that too. Toby. Like where where Michael's just like, "Go home, Toby." Go home, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or he's like, was, 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 when he's uh, talking to Gardner, uh huh, yeah. in the midst of firing him, was it Toby? Oh God, no, Toby was very nice, <laughs> helpful. Just, it's just your management, <laughs> management style. style, grasping for anything before he yeah. has to admit to himself that it's him. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's just throwing everything oh, it's in the way. Toby. First. <laughs> And then Toby. just the personal, you see how personally he takes it. Yeah. When Because by rejecting the office, that's rejecting Michael. Exactly. His family. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, he, as he says at the beginning, his family is, it's like, my family is doubling. Doubling in size, yeah. So, not really, but it, but to him it is. And then. And that's exactly what it is, is we know Michael sees Dunder Mifflin as a family. So yes. And he is an entertainer. And yeah. He's going to, that's what oh, Sad Day is all about. It's new people to like him. Yeah. So yeah. No. That, 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 oh, that beginning of yeah. that episode, like you just see how, it's like, oh, there's all these new people that. <laughs> new friends. Yes. He uses the word performance even performance. when he talks about getting ready. You know, yeah. like to him, this is. His, this is the biggest gig he's had in a while. Yes. He yes. says later how they're going to be united in applause, <laughs> you know? Well, and it, and it comes back to this, like, when he's talking at one point in the show, he goes, I've got to run the company. Yeah. And his idea of running the company is putting on this totally unnecessary performance. Uh-huh. Nobody asked for this. Yeah. Toby was trying to get him to just read the new orientation stuff. It'd be like a... 30 minute meeting. Yeah. yeah but Michael's got a <laughs> he's, he's, he's got, got a production this, and it's this is not a orientation. Well, that's the thing. That that <laughs> standard process where relevant information is fed to the people who need it. To Michael that's just boring. It exactly. Just doesn't need any of that. Doesn't matter, you know. Mm-hmm. But and Michael's that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy who isn't going to try and and learn how the company works. If if he needs to know something, he'll go find out then. Exactly. You know? So it's uh Sure. He would rather see pomp and circumstance, you know. Oh, and there's plenty of that, right? Oh, absolutely. In multiple like parts. It it's keeps like yeah. going. No, yeah. no, because what's the first thing he says? Like Showtime Part One. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's arguing with Dwight because Dwight wants to know who who has seniority. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the greetings in the beginning with the bags. He's got the buffet lunch or whatever God. with the cold cuts and the salmon. Yeah, he's, got, on, he's got them on the table. Yeah, because oh. they're not above. Them. Oh God, can we can we go back to oh, the yeah. to the them coming into the office in the beginning of the morning. So many great yeah. things. And especially oh, God, yeah. when uh, when Karen gets mm-hmm. there <laughs> and he does his... First of all, he does that robot, take me to your leader. Yeah. <laughs> and... He's he keeps looking at her like you get it you get the joke like there there's no punchline <laughs> yeah. really to that you, you know I'm doing a thing you know yeah Karen's right. world's just been thrown for a loop well this this is this is such a great episode because Michael Scott has turned up to eleven just trying to impress people and wow them and and get that unifying applause yeah, yeah. and, and he, he always thinks he's genuinely being nice too I mean yeah. and, and I mean he is it's coming from a place where he thinks yeah it's nice but it's 
just annoying. He's so <laughs> inept. He's often saying such the wrong thing. I mean, when he told Karen, yeah. is your father a GI? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. straight up offensive. And yeah. then, and then oh, which, which brings me into another point for this episode, <laughs> Pam's facial expression. Uh-huh. It, her, all of her expressions in this episode were gold. Oh, yeah. But that... After he asks Karen the question, and it just pans over to Pam. And, and at this point, Pam's not even... She's just like, really? Yeah, like, even yeah. that yeah. obvious? Yeah, couldn't, couldn't figure out not to say that. Yeah. It also shows, though, she does have some sort of um, sympathy for him, though, too. Because otherwise, she would just been like, that's despicable. Or, like, really offended. Yeah. But she knows that he's just a dumb... Like, you know... Yeah. She's just more shocked it went that far. It's like, really? You went that far? Yeah, it's, it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh well, boy, I've got some her, work to do. Pam's <laughs> reactions are a running theme through this episode too. Not mm-hmm. just with Michael, but her seeing the moments between Karen and Jim. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. she is really she's she, the expressor. She's she's sort of part of how we see this episode and exactly. what we're experiencing. Great point. Yeah. Because we're Great excited point. that yeah. Jim's coming back, uh-huh. and it hasn't really been a esta- I mean, it's kind of been established in the previous episodes that. There was, you know, kind of something there, but nothing had been made official yet. Yeah. So we're basically experiencing it through Pam's eyes, mm-hmm. you know, starting off in the morning, like, very excited. Yeah. And then you just, you know, that feeling when it ha- when the boom gets it's... lowered and you, she just notice, starts to notice that, you yeah. know, like, oh, why are they... What's... When, when he gives her the gum. Yep. Oh, man. That's the start. That is, that is a beautiful, like, and, it, and it's not even so played subtle. up. Yeah really big like mm-hmm. she just kind of glances at yeah. the gum out of the corner of her eye yeah, she doesn't even almost look even uncomfortable she just kind of yeah. notices but then it. you yeah. see but then you see her eye kind of dart down a true. little bit to the yeah, gum true, true, true. yep and then well, you just start to see it and the casualness of it there's not even a conversation karen and jim just know that if one of them's gonna have gum the other one gets a piece you know exactly like, so it's an established activity between them and yep. pam catches it and, and picks up on all of that it is like oh well and that's the other thing too is we get the couple of stolen moments we get the moments outside the vending machines but pam and jim don't even talk until the end of the episode pretty when, much when they finally when the walls break down for a minute and you have a classic pam and jim conversation mm-hmm. but it's a, about a topic yeah you know neither of them want to have well well they, they they try to have one in front of the yeah in, in front, front of the, the, the vending machine and it's yeah. just a non-conversation and it's a little bit of a throwback to the hooters episode yeah with michael walking in on them uh-huh. over 400 locations worldwide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then another hooters reference well, and I love that he he's sort of us in that scene for a minute where he's like, oh, not, not trying to interrupt. And then yeah, Jim, of course, is not interrupting anything. And that, God, that's, that's kind of cold. But that yeah. was one, though, that cold. Well, even, right after. even Michael ended up getting the message on that because uh-huh. Jim was just like, nope. No. <laughs> no don't. <laughs> I'm running in a, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you uh, just shut that down. Well, and I never realized. I mean, I, it was only coffee, but Pam asked him out. She did. She totally asked him out, yep. and he just immediately shot her down. Yep. So, and I mean, I know it, it was a casual thing, but like that's something that had never really occurred to me before. It, well, she says it later on, right before the right at the very the very last episode. It's like, yeah, you know, I shot him down, and he he did the same to me. Yeah, you're right. You know, like we just never got the timing right. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of relationships like that where that that happens. That's true. Yeah. And it never and that's it just never true. connects. Well, and I think that's one reason why this has always been such a, 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 an identifiable couple for people. I mean, there's the backlash online that we've talked about a little bit about how people talk about how they're not so great or whatever. But yeah, the idea of a missed connection is something we all can sort of relate to. Yeah, you know, sure. There was someone where if the conversation had gone the right way, or if we'd had a chance to really. You know, that it, it could have been someone we could have gotten to know better. Mm-hmm. And work friends are obviously a big source of that, mm-hmm. you know? Very mm-hmm. true. So so I uh, I think that's one reason, and especially now with this situation where there's a new girl for him for a change. I mean, we, we get a whole new dynamic, and, and I think the writers really played it smart through here. They did. I mean, it yeah. basically, you know, flipped. Uh, Pam was in the gym position now yeah. where the object of her affection is... With somebody else, yeah, un- unavailable, and 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 especially when by the end of the episode, they sure. re- she go ahead, go ahead. really yeah. brings home the we'll, we're friends, we'll always be friends, which is a consolation. But for someone who is looking for more than that, we all know that that's a bit of an empty consolation. Yeah, sure. So. And he's not even comfortable with it after she says that. Like, yeah, you can like, tell he's t- yeah. he doesn't like how this is playing out. No, he doesn't. He's definitely confused. I'm sure. Yeah, beyond. and and. If you'll notice, he's talking to Karen, and it's sort of a microcosm of everything in a way, because he's talking to Karen on the phone, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden his his attention is diverted to Pam, and he actually he's like, "Okay, I'll talk to you later," and he goes out there. So it's like she's always she she kind of serves eventually because I think Jim and Karen could have ended up together absolutely, and yeah. if there was just that one, th- you know, yeah, and that's just the way it was, yeah. But no, it, it's you sort of see how. They, they, they're very quickly putting this this separation, this, this constant back and forth, you know, having him going from the phone to real life with Pam, you know. Right. Even the first thing he does when he walks away is he looks back down at his phone, so. Yep. Yep. And really, well, hey, there there's another through line there because this is the first uh, Jim and Pam meeting face-to-face after the kiss at casino night. Yeah. And then the last episode I was on was the first time they had talked yeah. oh, wow. since Casino Night. Since so then. there you so go. So I'm also now the Jim and Pam. <laughs> you are now a Jim and Pam expert. That's great. You were Jim and Pam, a uh, 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 middle way separation kind of. I'm yes. just I'm just accumulating specialties for this podcast. Yeah. One by one by one. Yeah, you're you're a jack of all trades and master of several. Yes. You know. <laughs> Man. But yeah, the those poor those poor kiddos. I don't know. Um, I was going to say that um, we – God, where do we get back to here? Uh, oh, Andy, Andy to me is the most punchable in this episode. Oh, absolutely. And his, absolutely. Tie, his tie is the number one problem. Oh, man. <laughs> when he arrives, because it's just like, yes, I'm loud. That's yeah. what it screams to me. That is that green and blue tie. Oh yeah, well, just like something some young. I don't know. It looks very young Republican to me. It looks very <laughs> Ivy League. But I guess he's Cornell, right? So right. Yeah, that's what his, they do at Cornell. His family is, you know, rich Connecticut stock. Yeah. Well, and we talked about him fighting with Dwight and and that immediate uh, build up that they have there. But he really. From minute one, when we first see him in, in Stanford, he's trying to learn about Michael Scott. He's treating this whole process as he a is. mission. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And uh, even upon their first meeting, yeah, which mm-hmm. again, got to give it to Pam again for the facial uh-huh. expressions. Oh yeah, just that's watching great. these two meet yeah. each other for the first time, just like, like, oh god, here he goes. What <laughs> is going on? I yeah. love her. 
her eye, her eyes are just perfect the way she's and her and her mouth is a little just like a half smile. Yeah, like and the, and then they hold on that little second there yeah. if you'll notice. She's like, oh my god, there's another one. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, exactly. They're meeting. Yeah, there's another Daily Show correspondent, <laughs> and that's what makes this so much perfect. I don't know if Ed Helms was on Daily Show by this point. Does yeah, I think know? he was. Was he? He he would have been coming off of his tenure because okay. I think the office was. I think he ended Daily Show and went to this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Yeah. So he'd already been there, and uh, this is sort of where the where the worlds meet a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. So it kind of and that's very true. He's the best guy who could uh, you know uh, mimic uh, you know uh, what does he call it like uh, personality personality mirroring. Personality mirroring. mirroring. Yeah. yeah. He's the Which, best candidate for that. For Michael, and, and he's doing that so well through that episode, and then the, the the unusual ways he supports him, like picking up on the night at the Roxbury music and immediately so singing Andy. that, you know. Yeah. And he's the only one grooving along to uh, Lazy Scranton. Yep, yeah. <laughs> and Michael is loving it the whole time. Like he, so of course, tells us, you know, who I like is this Andy Bernard. I know, of hook, course. line, and sinker, right oh, there. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, he got him. It's dangerous. He's almost more like he means more to him than Ryan does at this point. Almost. Yeah, right. I, I love. I love in this episode because you've got Michael's love for pop culture references. Oh, yes. And so, of course, Lazy Scranton is Lazy Sunday. And that actually Uh was popular around that. It had just come out not too long ago. And it's a callback from Pretzel Day. Because when, oh, yeah. when, yeah, that's right. Kelly, yeah, Kelly's in the, uh, he's, she's in the line with Michael, I guess. And they're talking about, she's talking about Lazy Sunday. It's just Sunday. about cupcakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> so huh. I think she had a friend who wrote that or some, she had some connection to SNL uh, like that. Oh, yeah. I, and, I totally believe that. So this is the next level we actually get to see a rendition. But even better, but even way better is, is Michael's when he goes for an old reference. Oh, I mean, Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. I, I love Michael's dated references. I mean, yes. no, even at the uh, even oh. at the meeting, a night at the Roxbury. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. that movie had, you know, by way fallen out of the. Way. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's like '98. Yes, you know? that this, was almost ten years gone at that. Yeah, point. and this almost, was pretty yeah, much. it was about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that point it was, and he, <laughs> and I was never a real huge fan of that yeah. skit. I was wasn't okay. either. Yeah, but it, but I could see why Michael liked it. Of course, absolutely, and I could see why Andy liked it. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially could see why Andy would. A like couple it. of dudes dressed nice on the town. That's Michael's not sure it's a comedy. He thinks it's just a, it's a really great drama about exactly. how to pick up ladies. <laughs> Man, and Dwight and Dwight has to like sort of to to play along and 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 also kiss ass to Michael. Like very funny, Michael. Uh, oh the way yeah, he says that just so. <laughs> Yeah, he he's just Bizarre. desperate at this point. He's frantic trying to make Yay. sure he's not losing ground to yeah. shit that's completely out of his control. And this is also, too, when we see that Michael also, for all of his kind of loser, every man, you kind of pity him, there are times when he can be the bully, too. I mean, he kind of uses Dwight as a punching bag. And oh, Toby, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, especially in those earlier episodes, home, yeah, <laughs> espe- especially in the earlier seasons, I totally lost sympathy for Michael whenever he would be talking to Toby because it's just like, why are you so unnecessarily mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never Toby? really got, I never really got it either. Yeah. And, uh, somewhat until later when they do, I mean, they, th- at least one point they make Toby not so sympathetic. I think it's when mm-hmm. Ryan's like telling Jim he might get fired later on. Yeah, because that's true. because Toby's fixation on Pam come, becomes so much that he's like, okay, this is a way I can 
maybe get rid of Jim for you know like that's the, that's true. That was the long game. But besides that, but this well, early we got, time we got an uh, he, he's the start a, of that today. Yeah, he's being abused from the get go by Dwight about running running a some kind of run. And we got <laughs> Ryan starting to be a bit of a dick. Yes. Ooh, that yeah. scene with the chair and yeah. the way that he calls Notches him out. up the dickness. Jim yeah. is a nice guy. That's why I got the desk. Yes. You know, it's like, and wow. And a little smirk right after. That's yeah. What, yeah, that's plant. That's more planting the seeds yeah. of well, and I don't Ryan's going <laughs> to... He's going to flip. Ryan's going to end up being a really shit person. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, of course, you know, in just a few episodes, we're going to move him to corporate, and that's when that's really going to come out. But we're seeing that now. They're doing a really good job of that. And, and of course, it set, sets up the, uh, the situation where we have Jim facing uh, away from Pam, which is going to be his new seat. Yeah. Yeah, so. which even furthers their disconnectedness. Yeah, it was a very good. Absolutely. It was a very good symbol for that mm-hmm. because they're already their conversation was strained to begin with. Yeah, but now they can't even make eye contact and. And while know, they're glance. doing that, they're building up more Jim and Karen. We've got that scene with uh, uh, Karen and Jim. Uh, what w- what is uh with the, with the, the leaving your message. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, Abundanza. That's such a good scene. Did you, did you like that? Did you feel good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Karen Filippelli. <laughs> yeah. What everybody just ends up setting there. The a most fil- office too. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say. Filippelli. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> Italian. Maybe Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it Her sounds like yes. more not. <laughs> good, like, like that's, that's how, how names he, work. Yes. Like. That's how ethnicities work. Like my name, my name is Mario Italiano. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Man. Yeah, all of the um, I do love all of the. We get at least some of the. Uh, well, before they all start disappearing, the Stanford branch, we we do yeah. get a fun time with them. Well, we do get some good meetings too. Of course, good with meetings. Hannah Smotridge Bar, we get yeah, a lot of good interaction with Creed, Creed we, yeah. which is his good mo- moments to shine with the breasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the and the uh, and the nursing with the what, what is what yeah, she calls that, him out on staring and, yeah. and he's just like right time right, <laughs> right place <laughs> only uh, Creed oh yeah with a picture on his desktop excuse me it's just a little distracting yeah. Yeah, yeah and I will say I've been watching some outtakes from earlier episodes yeah and there is a part that they t- outtook in uh, from Stanford where Jim is actually they're, no they're playing uh, Call of Duty yeah and Hannah's like nursing right while they're playing <laughs> Call of Duty and she's like Jim what are you gonna take a picture. And like it's, it's like it's a little distracting, <laughs> something like that. Oh, okay. So they kind of brought that. They they, they probably they wrote they wrote saved that it. joke. They and saved then rewrote it to happen. It, yeah. yeah, Scranton, I guess, would have been better. I think I think it works. I think it was better without having the yeah. earlier one. Well, and I, I think know. the idea of, of separating Jim from the idea that he'd be staring even out of distraction, yeah. you know. Yeah, they they kind of kept him in control. In, in Stanford, like he was yeah. doing, you know, he was not really having any problems. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, nobody was, except for the fact that he couldn't play Call of Duty. No, that was yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, when he got called into Josh's office. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> and he was about to kill him, I will say that. What gun are you using? Sniper rifle. Sniper rifle. Yeah, sni- <laughs> he starts drawing on the dry erase board their battle strategy. You don't snipe <laughs> in Kensington or whatever it's called. <laughs> you don't snipe. <laughs> yeah, but we get the great Creed moment there, yeah, and, huh? and he's uh, he's being as weird and nasty as ever. And then, uh, of course, we find out later Angela also doesn't like Hannah, where uh, she yes. refers to her being at like a Hooters strip club. Yeah, she's sort of the Angela, actually. Now that we think about it, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, she's, she, except maybe stick in the except mud. instead of cats, bit. it's babies. It's babies, and yeah. she might be a little bit more of a killjoy, even more than Angela. Right? That's yeah. true, because everything is just like. Yeah, she's been yeah. Uh, Even no. though the the bag of goodies mine is just pencils or mostly pencils. I, and and Ke- Michael, Kev, Kevin, the little kid, comes out. You know, like, 
uh, Michael, I didn't get pencils. <laughs> I didn't get a bag. <laughs> can I, can I have your pencils? Any, if there are any left over, you can buy one at the <laughs> yeah. end of the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Won't even give it to him. Yeah. He's selling a bag of pencils and coupons. <laughs> and uh, coupons. So, but Michael is so hurt yeah. by like rejecting those coupons, that's... That's rejecting Michael Scott. That's, uh-huh. that's heresy, sir. Yeah, he's you know he's another one too. Where that this is not Michael doesn't live in the real world here. He lives in the world of movies, where when someone gives someone a welcoming bag, they're happy to receive it. That's you right. You know, it's yeah. a great thing. But, mm-hmm. and, but you just might not reference where the slaves work when the one black guy arrives. Yeah, 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 right. Oh, but you can tell though that that was just a genuine. It was a genuine slip, slip of, of the tongue. But then it was because even he catches himself and goes, ah, "Not no, Dester this yeah. way." Yeah, like even Michael has to do. A reset on that one. <laughs> that was too far. They, they they had to at least make sure he acknowledged. Oh, whoops! You know, Martin, and, uh, Martin's gonna have a rough time. Yeah, and 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 we don't get a ton of Martin, but the stuff we get's good. Like, oh, good. the him and Stanley interaction uh-huh. yes. where you know he thinks they're gonna have that you know black man solidarity working in an office primarily full of white people, and then yep. Stanley is having none of it. <laughs> He, yeah, Stanley does not like any of these new people. Yeah. Like, you don't understand, man. I don't like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't care what you look yeah, like. Stanley yeah. just doesn't give a fuck about anything I, except Phil, for Pretzel Day. Phyllis uh-huh. is okay, but what, everybody else can go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been sitting across from Phyllis's <laughs> stinky perfume for years. Never, Never said, said a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Her perfume, when she just very formally stands up, Bob Vance bought this for me in Metropolitan, Metropolitan Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> That's it. That's as far as the joke goes. Just when it says Metropolitan Orlando. Uh, I want to see the scene where Bob is like, honey, look, I got you this from Metropolitan Orlando. And you know it's like a big uh-huh. like, oh, jug yeah. Gaudy, too. <laughs> Gaudy. <laughs> it's made with real pine. Yeah. Real pine. pine. Smells like a funeral so, home. So, so, yeah, so she smells like like pine saw. You know? Man. Yeah. What does she first think it is? Like, smells like some. What does she say? Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. It smells like There's something f- dies. Funeral home was the. <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah. smells like a funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was the air freshener, maybe. Okay. Oh, I'll yeah. help you find it. Yeah. You got, oh, a lot of, you got a lot to learn about this. Never mind. Oh, and then it is Does Bob Vance work for Vance Refrigeration? <laughs> does he ever? <laughs> And I love that little three-part bit because then it ends with, of course, uh, Phyllis making the comment about Vance refri- or Bob Vance is going to help us. Uh, <laughs> yes. And she says, Vance Refrigeration. And that pleased smile <laughs> yeah. on Phyllis's you face. You have passed my test. Yeah. Well done. I see she's learning about <laughs> Scranton. You know. Good on Bob Vance for re- re-airing up the tires because yeah, that, was, nice that was just a whole stupid... But I mean, look, <laughs> even, if, even if Vance Refrigeration had done it, there is no way that the office was capable of revenging them. Oh, no. yeah. No. Revenge... That note, will you will never revenge us. us. You will never, was it your unite to get, pull together and revenge us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that pull? What, what stories was that used in? Is that some kind of medieval kind of. Right, I don't know, yeah. Revenge me. Yeah. Your <laughs> son or something. I think he meant avenge, but he Yeah, he, he misused. Want, yeah, yeah, but he misused never it. Revenge us. Oh, He's still. <laughs> and his other, I love his other little uh, mispronouncement and his introspect. <laughs> After lots of introspection, <laughs> Jim is my number two. 
Yeah, I, I love that, that too, how the Jan phone call of, no, this is, I told you in a memo, this is how it is, turns into, after much introspection, <laughs> yeah, Ian Chen. Yeah. Where it's got to be Michael's idea. Yeah. Because he can't let them know that corporate is telling him what to do. Mm. No, and he can't let them know. But Jim elsewhere. still knows. <laughs> he yeah. already knows. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. He, he's, he's being a great guy by not just sitting there being like, you moron. Yeah, like... Jan made this happen a week ago. <laughs> And I love that it doesn't come with a pay increase. Oh, it does. Uh, it does. <laughs> yeah, he even wants it. Yeah, <laughs> and they've been arguing over who's number two the whole episode. Uh huh. With these with, made up titles yeah, the, that they have. Yeah. I mean, regional director of assistant to the regional manager. That's not a real job. Yeah. Regional or director assist- of sales. Yeah, regional director of sales. Like, what the fuck is that? Well, That's it is not... the highest title on a movie set. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Which I love that. I love that idea that Andy thinks that if, if a job means something else somewhere else. That it's it, of equal yeah. import or value. You know, yeah. like, like if my title was like captain. You know, <laughs> captain is the highest position on a ship. You know, <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Well, okay then. <laughs> I guess we'll have to listen to you. And the, uh, but go, going back to uh, the... Um, uh, Bags, uh, or, or bags of stuff. Yeah, the bags of stuff. <laughs> no, that's not where I meant to go. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've got uh, all sorts of good interactions between people in this episode. Love it. Uh, I like the fact that we get uh, Angela reacting to people like Andy, the way he's wooing her. When, oh yeah, uh, he's already trying to sow those seeds, and it's actually working yeah, too. Yeah, it's pl- yeah, exactly. It's planting those seeds for season five, and what we're gonna see there. Mm-hmm. I love he goes for the cat, and then when he says that she has the prettiest smile, and she's completely stone faced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, but she does okay. crack just the corner of her lips. <laughs> yeah. You know, he gets it's, to her. It's the cats, man. Oh yeah. Somehow, somehow or another, he knew that that was just she was. It's like her kryptonite. Yeah, she can't help but love a cat doing anything. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Andy is a good salesman. He can read people. Yes, he can. He can. It's just odd seeing him sort of in a menacing role, where like, yeah, not too far down the road, he's going to be not so. He's going to be so much not like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to end up, you know, and rooting for him he, yeah, before yeah. he eventually goes fully the other way and mm-hmm. kind of becomes a prick again. Right. Exactly. I kind of like how they ha- he has his own little montage of arriving at the office and getting out, mm-hmm. and like, like. Kind of looking at like they have him looking at mm-hmm. the thing like by himself because that's when he comes back from anger management. He does the they do that oh, same yeah. little thing when he yeah yeah yeah. Well, yeah, and you could see too like even for the like in story meta that the documentary crew would make decisions about what they film. Yeah. Andy's going to stand out. They got to Stanford and they were just like, oh yeah, we want more of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that's gonna put eyeballs on screens right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think we got to talk more about Tony, him getting fired. Yes. That whole scene where they're trying to lift him on the table, of oh, course. Oh, God. And that's mm. just a classic example of Michael being insensitive, mm-hmm. but he thinks he's being nice. Yes. Because real... he, obviously, you know that that guy cannot get up on that table. Like, that's just not a good idea, yeah. even if he does get up there. But that he's so trying to be like... No, it doesn't matter. You're not, you know, in in some weirdly noble way, he's trying to not draw attention to the fact that this gentleman is overweight, but because he's so inept, that's all it draws attention to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In doing what he wanted to do to help, he made it even worse and worse yes. and worse. Yeah. And well, kind of like uh, how he kissed uh, Oscar. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's his thing is he he always Michael's answer to anything is to throw himself at it. You know that that he as a as a leader and as a learner, like he he wants to sort of become all about something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but he doesn't understand. I mean, even like think about the line when he's lifting Tony's leg. I've got this hawk here. You know, <laughs> I'm underneath this hawk. <laughs> the best way he can describe it is the way you would like cuts of meat. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm grabbing onto here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then just no, no, the, no. Yeah, the, put me down. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I'm done with this or whatever he says. It's a nice little callback. That, that's kind of British office. Yeah, uh, squirmy to me. I don't know if they would have gone that far in uh, that kind of. No, I believe they did actually. Was it? Uh, there was the because at this point in the series they were still they could still use stuff from the British version. Yeah, of sure. Office. And uh, there was a merger of branches mm-hmm. in that, and I do believe there was an obese guy, and sort of the similar thing happened. I mean, huh. I, I I seem to remember that. Okay, oh. I may have concocted a false memory. Who knows? Yeah. But that seems like I saw that on the original Office. And, okay, and with David Brent too, I, I'm sure they did not shy away from weight related humor with him. So no, because no. he was someone, and and um, he's 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 a Billy uh, Ricky Gervais is a not a skinny man, not at all. But he's also no. the kind of guy who, as David Brent, would see other heavier people as fat, whereas he is, of course, very handsome, absolutely very, very desirable. Yes, but, uh, yes, which is uh, a great one. We should uh, at some, some point, kind of delusion there. We need uh, you know, just like our friends over at uh, Digital Intercourse have their little quickie episodes. We should do little quick ones on the British Office. I'd, that's an idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be a good idea. Do quick bang. Yeah, that would be a good idea for you guys. Bang seriously. out a few bangers, as they call them over there. Oh, Heck, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I do want to point out real quick. We we'll go back out to the parking lot when we lose the air in the tires. How I think it's Martin that points out. Why doesn't uh, in any? Uh, why didn't the air out of your tires too? Oh, was it him who pointed that? I think oh. so. Oh. And then of course Michael's got the note he wrote with the with trying to rile them up, and as we talked about, because right. that's the worst thing you can get, you mm-hmm. guys. Not have the air let out of your tires. Note. Yeah. You feel that? Uh It's going to curse you the rest of your days. Well, and I love that that Michael really, he he was probably letting air out of their tires, got to his own car, and was like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. (laughs) You know he did. They're not going to notice. They're not going to notice that. They're going to be too worried about their own cars. Yeah. And, and Uh. of course, bonding together to fight back. Yeah, so. and this is where his plan sl- sort of works. Yeah, it really Again, does. Again, in horrible Michael, fashion. Michael succeeding despite himself. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, they, they, they rally around their the, hatred of him. Yeah, the, the real nemesis. Yeah, they, they do find a common enemy. They find like, yeah, and all the people you saw earlier in the episode having little issues with each other because of the little stupid things that happen in an office, mm-hmm. now they're actually finding... Yeah, Common ground. we get Martin talking to Stanley about him. Got an hour, I'll yeah. talk to you. Yeah. You know, when you guys work, oh, we find little times during the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because now we're at the point where where Stanford is just like, okay, this is serious, but these people are here. They're the only ones who are going to know how we get through this shit. Ab- absolutely, they've navigated the waters with this weirdo before, mm-hmm. so Good just luck. stick with them. Yeah. Hopefully, we can make it out. Yeah. yeah, well, they're already being picked off one by one, and it starts in this episode with. With Gardner, with yeah. Tony, taking off. So yeah, and of course we're going to see that uh, that that continue over these next couple episodes pretty quickly <laughs> as we lose all but two of our our Stanford people. And did we mention how awesome Jan was on the phone? Oh, like yeah. Just immediately attacking Michael. Yeah. Like, yeah what the, do you realize? Yeah, we have to pay him severance, and he goes, "Yes, <laughs> you did realize that." <laughs> just to confirm, you did this on purpose, Michael. But did you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was Dwight's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad, bad move from my number two. <laughs> yeah. 
which uh-huh. is good too. And of course, this is only going to complicate things when we see Charles Minor later with the idea that this number two may or may not be real. But but it's it's very much confirmed in this episode with Jan for a minute that that this is a position. That you know? yes, even if even if the number two that his his subservience to Michael in, in the hierarchy is not a specific thing. Obviously, he has been promoted in some fashion. Clearly, so he was. He was. It has to mean something. We don't know if his title has manager or director or but captain. Because <laughs> he doesn't flaunt that about. Exactly. No. Yeah. But it's been that long enough. It's been three or four seasons by that point where, oh, yeah, he's number two. Yeah. Oh, is that still a thing? Like, you know, I think maybe we, we even forgot that mm-hmm. as it got to that point. Well, it didn't really come back up again until uh, they were made co-managers. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Great idea. Point. <laughs> yeah, they kind of did. But... I don't know. That's Jim's number two, and it does come with a raise. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing that I will point out, but going back outside, was when Michael is screaming about the attack from the Vance Refrigeration people is right when Pam sees Karen rubbing Jim's back. So she's looking at Karen and Jim, and you hear Michael screaming, this is egregious. Yes. I thought so that I, I think I wrote that down too actually where I totally noticed that yep. it was perfect timing. Oh yeah, that's such a good move. Uh, the 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 way that they've they've told the story in multiple ways throughout the episode, you mm-hmm. know, the, the different stories and uh, it's just really well done. Oh, yeah. I would say it was egregious on Jim's part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Karen's cute though. She is cute, but they really did he knew they still had that chemistry when they talked on the phone all the way back then and he that's was totally true. cold to her after and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and like, well, you know, it's all good though. I get it. It's you know, good. Jim yeah. wasn't... He didn't think he was going to go back. Yeah, he didn't think absolutely. he was going to go back. So. Exactly. He didn't want to Yeah, he didn't want to. Maybe he would have if Karen wasn't there. Yeah. Maybe it could have happened. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, it oh, sure. Yeah, that, I would have hoped it would have. That coffee request would have been a date right then and there. That's true. Yeah. Hitting the ground running. Man. But wait, you mentioned something about our friend Kelly Kapoor. Oh yeah, we got some great Kelly in this episode. Diwali and uh-huh. and her and her exciting news about her. What's going on with her in her life? <laughs> all the babies being had by celebrities. All the babies, <laughs> their first ones. That's how long ago this episode. I know. I know yeah, so th- those were big deals. If they I do were. remember oh, correctly, yeah. that was front page Tom news. Cruise, Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes, news, baby, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, uh, and then, uh, Angelina Jolie. Or Jolie, yeah, yeah. And we got to a Kardashian baby. Brangelina. Yeah. It was the beginning of yeah. Brangelina. Yeah, the Kardashians hadn't really. That was later. Yeah. yeah. That hadn't really. Oh, that I, was. Yeah. I think we might even be living in a pre Snooky world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, or maybe a co Snooky world. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's close. getting close. It's yeah. close. Oh, it's wow. not already because I can't remember when Jersey Story Shore started. I want to say it was like Jersey Story. Or, or something <laughs> like that. It was like that. a kid's movie. <laughs> the Jersey Story. The Jersey Story. <laughs> the Jersey Story. Oh, <laughs> it's like Newsies. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But yeah, great episode. Really yeah. was, really was. You got some trivia for us this week? I do have some trivia. I do have some trivia. Let me just find the trivia. Ah, here's the trivia. Okay, five questions. All right. Uh, speaking of which, what is the name of Brad Brad Pitt's and Angelina, Angelina Jolie's baby that they had the first one? Was that Shiloh? Yes. Nice. You got it. Okay. Um, oh, what doesn't Jim drink anymore? Grape soda. Yeah. There you go. Out of that bottle of water. Water man now. And, and one thing I did want to say, I'm glad I brought that up because that scene is so awkward and terrible, mm-hmm. um, kind of between Pam, from a Pam, especially a Pam standpoint. But how she kind of says like, "Oh, you've changed so much." Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's an un- obviously there's an under thing of yeah. what they're t- really yeah, talking about. Yeah, this is about. the first time they've met face to face since they kissed. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's kind true. Of a big besides their hello with the hug. With the hug, with when, the she, hug. when he does get it there, was. they do hug for a minute. But he's totally like frozen when he when she's hugging him and yeah. stuff. He's completely kind of 
Yeah. Doesn't know he's a little bit. He's just a, that Everyone's much running off. so high in this episode. They're so high strung. Michael, Dwight, Pam, even Jim, we see it in, in, in a different way. But yeah. we see that in so many characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. All right. So um, number three. Number three. Which, which breast did Carol take? Uh, uh, left. Got it. It is, it is Hannah's <laughs> left breast. <laughs> yes. Number four. What, oh, what year is Dwight Schrute's automobile? 85. No, it's an 87. 87. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Last one. How many films has Dwight Schrute seen? 240. Over 200. Oh, yeah. Ooh, sorry, Stone <laughs> Thunder there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but uh, good episode. Fun, yes, fun. absolutely. Transitional, awkward. Yeah. Great, cool. great new cast additions, and some that are going to be with us for the rest of the show. So, really cool. Yeah, we find did out that. Who's survives. Yeah, we did that, uh, you know, two office setup for a little bit, which mm-hmm. was fun and interesting. But, you yeah. know, now it's time to get back to. Just the one office. Yeah. One office. Well, in that storyline, the one that that's furthering, it's it was time to get them back together. We, we'd d- now done seven episodes before tonight where they we had Jim and Pam apart. Yeah. You know, little teases here and there, but now they're back together. There's a fresh complication, and mm. now it's really about riding out the rest of the season seeing what's going to happen next. And Oscar's missing so much right now. Oh, I know. Yeah. I always think back to that. Like, oh, yeah, he's not here. Yeah. Maybe it would have been too many characters by that point. If Maybe so. I mean, they had to start taking away because... Is all we knew. Well, Oscar we don't see Meredith this episode, so they, they've called back a little bit. barely see her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Creed is really the only ancillary office person that gets a mm-hmm. you know, major amount of screen time. It's true. Yeah. We, we see Kevin hiding his M&Ms. Yep. Yeah. And, and for it went for the pencil. So mm-hmm. and a little bit of Stanley, a little bit a little of Phyllis. They're going to do it. They all kind Kelly of does number okay. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> So good stuff. Yes, this I love this season, and I love Pam in this season. Yeah, agreed. Killing me right now with her pain. Oh, <laughs> well, Josh, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah, thank you for having Great me, job, man. Thank Pleasure you. as always. Yeah, well, uh, well, I uh, I told Adam I'd reschedule, so we'll we'll see you again soon. All right, hope to Sounds see Mr. Good. Adam on the show. Looking yeah. forward to it. Brian, we'll see you again soon too. Most definitely. How about next week? Sure. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We've been so glad to have you. On behalf of our guest, Josh Bolts, and my co-host, Brian Sittler, my name is Hilton Price. And get ready, guys, because next week, we're watching out for the Dementors. Now, wow, wow, wow. Oh, wow, leave me alone. alone. Oi.